Hey, this is John Spencer Ellis of the Online Expert Empire. And if you want to build your network and if you want to take control of your life, check out Boss to Boss with my good friend, Miro Wieslow. Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. What is up? How you doing? How you feeling? Welcome to your one-stop shop for all the tips and recipes you'll ever need to take control of your life and finally become boss. John Spencer Ellis is our guest today. He is a world-recognized leader that effectively moves entrepreneurs beyond their predictable growth into radical success. Each week, over 1 million people enjoy a fitness and personal development program John created. He is the CEO of the National Exercise and Sports Trainers Association, Spencer Institute for Life Coaching, International Triathlon Coaching Association, the MMA Conditioning Association, Get America Fit Foundation, and publisher of Personal Trainer Magazine. He's a four-time Amazon number one best-selling author, award-winning filmmaker, and personal trainer Hall of Fame inductee. John competed in the Ironman Triathlon and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu World Championships. And best of all, he's helped create over 500,000 jobs. John, how are you doing today? It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, pro- I think it is most important that I've helped uh, create 500,000 jobs. And that, and that is a, a very close approximation. Obviously, we can't know for certain, but we extrapolated the data, and that's what it seems to be. Yeah, that, that's that's huge. Um, definitely, uh, I'm sure the listeners want to find out more about that. That's a, that's an eye catcher. I mean, I didn't even know that that fact. So uh, you got me. I was like, oh, man, now I'm even more pumped. You know, not that I wasn't pumped enough to talk to you. Um, so you want to give our listeners a quick little uh, little fill in, maybe something they don't know about you that they could find out well, something new. I think when you hear the things you just said, uh, people might get uh, they must they may draw wrong conclusions. One being that. All that happened very quickly, and it didn't. It, I mean, it took many, many years. I've been I've been online since '92, and I've been in business since June 1st, 1992. The internet was invented or started about a year prior, <laughs> so it's it's you know it's been a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And also, it wasn't always so sweet. I mean, I struggled, and I didn't start with much, and I slept on the floor because I couldn't buy a bed, and I didn't even have a bedroom. I was in a studio apartment, and I got all the way down to 20 bucks left. And I'm like, my gosh, what am I going to do? I better hustle. Uh, and, and also not just hustle, but be creative and um, uh, learn how to so proven strategies. And and so, you know, when people say, oh, I'm struggling, you don't get it. And say, I do. I do. I just was really, really willing to suffer and struggle and work hard. And I didn't go on vacation. I didn't go away. I didn't take any days off for about a decade. Wow. So I started, yeah, and I don't know if that was necessarily optimal looking back because I needed a break because I was probably going a little crazy, uh, but but that's what I thought was necessary and ultimately the results have been good. Yeah, so that's something my business partner does. He just does not take vacations and I don't think, now he's like 38, 39 and he didn't really take any vacation besides like a two-day getaway to uh, Disneyland 
or Disney yeah, World for his kids. Yeah, you need to do that. And I was I was young. I was in my early twenties. I was single, and um, it was different because it was you know, for me, and also every, just everything was different back then. I mean, it it really was. You know, like in the olden days, uh, or you know, like when people say you know, back in the day, it really was different. <clears throat> that doesn't mean I didn't need a vacation, but you have to give yourself a break because it gives you a release of tension or stress. It also allows for creativity because you're in a different environment with different stimulus. It uh, relaxes your body in a way to where you see things in a completely new way that you otherwise wouldn't. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I'm a big proponent of that. I try to mix in a little few things myself. But uh, so back, like, give us a little history. Like, when did you have an employer that you worked for? I'm sure at some point in your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, before I started my own business, I I went to. Uh, I went to. Uh, I have a, a really diverse formal educational background, but one of the things I did is I studied radiology, hmm. and so I was a radiological technologist. Uh, so I would do X-ray. I did minor surgical assist, worked in urgent care, multidisciplinary practice, oncology. Um, I did massage therapy, exercise rehab, hmm. all that kind of stuff. Which is yeah, so it's such an odd thing, right? Um, but it taught me patient care, communication. Um, it gave me going from that into becoming a health and fitness educator. It taught me how to take care of people and understand the human body in a different way. And I think that was very helpful. Uh, but I can't imagine ever going back and doing something like that. Holy cow. That'd be horrible. Uh, and then, yeah. And then I got into more of the business and the personal development side uh, of health, fitness, wellness, nutrition, all that stuff. And I've, you know, worked with a lot of people doing that. And then now it's evolved into where I help people with all types of businesses all over the world in every imaginable discipline you could think of. Yeah, so, I definitely, because yeah. when I met you, I knew that you were, there was a lot more going on than just, just health and fitness. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> um, so when was enough? Like, did you hit a point at some, you know, early on that you knew this is it. Like I can't work for somebody else. I can't do this whole nine to five well, thing. Yeah. Dude, I remember exactly what happened. I, I just turned 49. Uh, I mean, now, I mean like what, two weeks ago, something like that. I just turned 49. Well, so happy, happy late birthday. Oh, if thank I didn't you, wish you. it to. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you. So, but this is when I was probably 21 and I was working in a multiple, multiple disciplinary medical practice with chiropractic, surgery, family practice, pediatrics. Um, and I was doing radiology and all these kind of things. And I was uh, dating a, a girl that, that worked at the office. And we went to a wedding at her friend's house. Maybe it was one of the doctors or something. I don't even remember. But it was in a really, really nice home in a beautiful neighborhood in Southern California. And you feel the ocean breeze and it's just this incredible state. And I looked around and I'm like, this is awesome. And then I thought, to, <laughs> I, and then I said out loud to everyone, I said, I, I'm tired of working nine to, five, nine to five. I'm done. And they're like, you just started. I said, no, I'm done. And from that moment, I started planning and moving and shifting and studying. And it took a little bit because things were different back then. I mean, this is be way before the internet. I mean, you have to remember, I mean, it's crazy. Like imagine that you didn't grow up on like nothing. There was no cell phones. No one knew what the hell social media was. It wasn't even a, that was never even 
a term. I mean, it's like there was there was nothing. I mean, literally nothing. I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember when people used to have cell phones that are the size of a briefcase. So it, it, it was very different how you had to do it and how you had to go about it. They used to have physical stores that you would go into that had all everything on cassette before even DVD. There were cassette tapes of like what, old what's that? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Old, old Brian Tracy, real early, early Tony Robbins, Jim Rome, all that kind of stuff. And used to check it out like a library card. And you check these things out and you get a monthly membership to these these things like uh, books on tape and all this stuff. And I used to have those memberships and I would go and do all those. And that's what I would do every week is go get several of those and, and just listen to these cassette tapes. And that's how I started. Wow. It was, uh, it was very, <laughs> it's very antiquated at the time, but it, well, actually looking back, it was very antiquated back then. That seemed very cutting edge. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of like when you, you had the first, uh, VCR recorder, you know, I don't know if that's the right term anymore, but anyway, it's, you get the idea. It's crazy. So people that are starting out now truly have a huge advantage Mm -hmm. and, and also a disadvantage. The the advantage is that you can start a business instantly for almost zero cost. The disadvantage is that you can do that. And so there are far more people doing it, but the, the truth is that most people won't follow through. They'll quit and they will, for that reason, fail and therefore the competition um, subsides pretty quickly. Be, being a you know entrepreneurish uh, entrepreneurial coach, why do you think that is? Why do so many people quit so quick, move on, and uh, because the, it 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 is the single biggest determinant of success in life, and it is the ability to delay gratification and reward. Well, that's a perfect, perfectly way to put it. The longer you can delay gratification, the more likely you will be a, a successful. You know, Gary Vee talks about this all the time, mm-hmm. right? He's more interested in the game. Yeah. And he pays himself well and he makes a ton of money. Uh, but I, I've heard him say that. I don't agree with everything Gary says, but I, I do agree with that, that the longer you can delay gratification. And, and, and to be fully transparent, I've screwed that up at times. And, you know, I bought $100,000 sports cars and I bought... I had seven homes at one time and just stupid, stupid stuff. You know, I would, I mean, I, I still have more than one home now, but I don't yeah. need seven. It's dumb. And, and so I, fortunately, I didn't do that for many, many years. But then when it started rolling in, I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to be a baller. And it was mm-hmm. stupid. So, you know, the, the big lesson here for people is to, if it, if it can depreciate, lease it or borrow it or have a, a good friend who has one. <laughs> uh, but if it appreciates over time and it's something that will add value to your life in one way or another, enrich your life, then those are the things that you should invest in. You don't think though that at that time you had that itch and you sort of had to do it to learn? Uh, all I can tell you is almost everyone does, but then later almost everyone regrets it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost something so that... It- we have to kind of learn sometimes maybe. Yeah. You know, I, if, if I could do it all over again, I would have kept my first office building I bought rather than the second one I bought. I wouldn't have bought a horse ranch, which I turned into a resort in the mountains. I wouldn't have done that. Um, and I wouldn't have in, in, in building where I own my penthouse. Now mm-hmm. I would, ha- I wouldn't have bought, the smaller unit I have on the lower 
level, I would have waited or rearranged my finances and bought the penthouse originally. I mean, just like stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, but but look, you know, everything in hindsight seems very rosy and it, it's possible that those numbers wouldn't have worked out then. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to go back and, and look at all the tax returns and receipts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but the, the uh, invest in your education, your personal peak experiences and the people uh, that you put in your organization and um, technology for your company. Those are good places to invest your money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great words. Uh, good stuff. Definitely. I'm sure the listeners will get a lot of value from that. And then as you were doing that, when you, when you were at that, you know, that party, uh, that event, did you, before you made that step though, that leap, did you kind of plan it out? Did you have some things already in mind or did you just be like, all right, it's either I get out of here and just do it. Or did you have a whole system? I was, I was, I was still living at home. Mm -hmm. I was still living at home. My parents, I was trying to figure out how to get the hell out of there. Um, and uh, yeah, cause I didn't, I, because I was going to two or three different colleges while working full-time and training for triathlon, I, I didn't have the ability, I, probably, uh, to get on my own at that time. So I had to rearrange some things and hustle. And uh, and that's why I didn't even, wasn't able to afford an apartment with a bed or a bedroom. Or <laughs> It was just a, a, a bachelor pad that I slept on the floor. Um, but, you know, I look back on those times and I really do appreciate it. And I actually had some good times, even though I was completely clueless. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, I can relate to some of that myself right now. Uh, so kind of, kind of know how it is. And I, I'm sure, I'm sure you made a mistake or two along the way, right? It had to be something. A hundred mistakes at least. Jeez. I, I, if I had a dollar for every one. You got, um, a, you got a notable one? One we could, uh, maybe we could learn uh, from? There's a few. Uh, one, okay. Yeah. Um, one is thinking you have all the answers when you know you don't. Mm-hmm. But so, be, the I heard I just heard Tom Bailu Bailu is I, I never pronounced his name right. Uh, but say this and I thought it was great. He says the only thing you should be arrogant about is your ability to learn hmm. and feel confident and know that you can learn. Hmm. Not that you know it, but you have the ability to learn it. That's the only thing you should have arrogance about. And I thought that was brilliant. I, and I I really I, I thought that was well said. I never really thought of it from that perspective. And I thought that was great. Um, Another thing is that, um, unfortunately, when you start to become successful, you become a target for sociopaths Hmm. because they see you as a pawn, as a new mark, as a victim, someone they can extract from, someone they can try to borrow or steal authority from and benefit on your coattails. So unfortunately, I've dealt with three or four sociopaths and they're crazy. And they're horrible and they're rotten. And eventually they're either going to get killed by someone who they screw over and the person's not going to be as nice as me. Uh, or they're going to end up in jail or they're going to do something stupid and, and just kill themselves. Um, it's, but you have to stay away from anyone who has mental instability. Now, there's times when people, you know, like if someone came back from war or they're having a hard time or they're stressed or whatever. I mean, there's, there's times it's different. Yeah. But when people are truly screwed up and sociopathic and uh, or even like a borderline personality disorder stay away from them because they it, they will damage you they will use you they'll abuse you they'll lie to you they'll th- you'll you'll think that they've changed and they can't and they won't and they don't care and they'll do it again 
and it and they repeat the cycle. So what I, I actually, if you on my on my blog, uh, johnspencerellis.com, you can do a search for "Is your guru a sociopath?" <laughs> I wrote an extensive <laughs> article about it. Uh, it's crazy, and and but also just look up list of traits of a sociopath, um, because as you grow, people want to learn from you, and they will take credit for your success too. It's crazy. So so that's lesson number two. Uh, lesson number three is uh, not saving and investing early enough. You know, and that goes back to some of the things I was talking about earlier with, you know, the fancy car and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It's good to it's good to, good to reward yourself along the way because the longer you like, like if someone uh, is on a diet plan, their goal is to lose 50 pounds, they lost 10 pounds. You can reward yourself. But not with an ice cream, <laughs> but so, but something that's appropriate that lets you know you're on the right path, but you're still not delaying gratification of the reward because you can do something greater at the end when you accomplish the major goal, right? Got it. So there's a lot of other ones too. And, and just, um, oh, being slow instead of how I had done it, although I'm super, super careful to do it differently now, but be slow to hire and quick to fire. Slow to hire and quick to fire. And do not create a job for someone who needs a job. Have a need and then find the ideal person who has the ideal skills to fill that need. Mm-hmm. You, th- you think some of us get over impatient and just want to keep that person around or want to fill a position I, just to hire someone? Well, there's a couple different things. I think because there's so many terms like baller, killing it. Crushing it. Like, like what is what is the word of the year that you think that a more employees make you more successful? Mm -hmm. Not always. The right hire can take you a a far distance. A mishire, meaning hiring the wrong person, sometimes can cost you five or ten times their annual salary in lost productivity and lost opportunity costs. So you have to be really, really careful mm-hmm. about who you're hiring. And, um, you know, I would do background check, do criminal background check. Um, you can do those different pro- personality profiles that, you know, mm-hmm. Ty has one, Tony Robbins has one. Um, you can uh, have uh, an investigator. It depends on, you know, how much access you're giving them. If it's a contractor that you n- never has access to anything else and they're just doing graphic design, probably doesn't matter a whole lot. Yeah. Except you just want someone who can produce and does good work. Mm-hmm. But if anyone's going to be like in your Kool-Aid and, and you know, they have access to anything that's proprietary, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. guard it like it's Fort Knox. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious. Do you have the the sociopath situations, anything you want to share with us or is that diving into? Well, much? I can say, well, I, did, no, I can give you some. Uh, one person was uh, a girlfriend I had probably, well, 20 years ago. She was crazy. Um, <laughs> She did. I mean, it's just she did horrific things. She's a horrible person, a truly. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was such a horrible person. I was very tempted to tell the husband that she's now married to. Hey, be careful. <laughs> watch your kids. Watch everything. Watch your bank. I know he got screwed over. I guaranteed because she's not going to change. She's nuts. So th- that was a girlfriend 20 something years ago. Uh, one person was someone I did a business collaboration with. And the thing is, a lot of these, uh, these sociopaths are actually very bright. Mm-hmm. They're very intelligent and then, and they're very charismatic and they have a way with words and they can win you over. Um, and then another person was someone who worked with my company who actually was in my office 
And this person, uh, I don't know if they were technically a sociopath, but definitely a borderline personality, narcissistic disorder, and um, just a jerk, uh, and 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 cause problems. Uh, and then what will happen too is when you are around these people, anyone else who knows their past or knows of them to be a bad person, if they don't know a lot of the past, and they have a, you have association, you will be denied opportunity because they don't want to associate with you because of how mm. they may think how you are because of the other person's behavior. So you have to be very, very careful. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I know some of your listeners and your viewers are going, dang, I think I know that, you know, Bob, Susie, Kim, or, or Skip, I, I, I'm pretty sure that they might be nuts. So just be cautious. Read that article on my blog, mm-hmm. johnspencerellis.com, and then uh, do a search for Is Your Guru a Sociopath? Uh, but it could be your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your significant other, or your coworker. So stay vigilant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody. So that that's johnspencerellis.com, and Ellis with two L's. Correct. All right. And then, uh, so let's just say one of us, one of the listeners, we're pretty much, you know, we're there. We're, we're in a cubicle. We're in the office, and we're, we're debating. We're sitting on the edge of our seat debating do we make that leap do we not do you have some sort of advice or tip for that person whether this is for them here here's what i can tell you is that we all have brilliance all of us in one way or another we have a special skill talent ability brilliance expertise in something but what happens is we don't realize it because we've become so accustomed and acclimated to doing it that we don't think it's a big deal it's kind of like Mm-hmm. Um, if Slash goes, well, playing the guitar is nothing. He doesn't have to think about it. But he's incredible. One of the best rock guitarists ever in the history of the world, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he doesn't think much of it. So although he has to know he's an expert, my gosh. But for someone else, like he is a rock god. Mm-hmm. And so he has these abilities, but there's a lot of people who you know just play guitar really well, and they also have skills that they can teach other people. You know, maybe they've been playing guitar for 10 years and they can read music and they can compose and they know finger picking and chord progressions. It may seem like nothing to them, but to someone who's just starting out, it's unbelievable. It's beautiful. Um, we all have skills, but oftentimes we're not compensated properly for them. We're doing it in the capacity of helping someone else build their empire rather than our own. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, we think of it just as I'm a cog in the mechanism rather than building my own empire. And that can be disheartening. And then you lose your passion for something that you're actually really good at. But if you could take that same skill and ability and turning it into something that is truly your own, mm-hmm. then then you can take it a long way and earn what you're worth while you have fun with your passion. And there's a lot of people who maybe have never done their passion for a living. Maybe, maybe they're a, an accountant. Let's just say they're a bookkeeper, an accountant, something like that. They work in finance, but they're like, man, I'm tired of crunching numbers. I want to be more creative, right? So you think, I want to be more creative. And my hobby is really fly fishing. Mm-hmm. You can make a, a multiple six or seven figure income fly fishing. Because you can do tours, you can do, you can do a podcast, you yeah. can do a blog, you can do an ebook, you can do affiliate marketing uh, for uh, fly fishing. You could put on a convention. Uh, you could um, uh, do gear reviews. Uh, you could do all of those things mm-hmm. and more. Write a book, uh, do a newsletter, create an association, any of those things for your hobby. 
And a lot of people don't think about that because they've never been taught that it's okay to think like that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really my passion of how I help people is to get them to understand that they have brilliance, they have expertise, and their hobby or the passion can become the thing that changes their life and let them live their dream every day. That's awesome. That That is awesome. I mean, the, the feeling you get from doing something like that, I'm sure there's uh, no comparison, right? At the end of the day. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you don't... It's when you're in the zone, mm-hmm. the pocket or whatever you want to call it, um, and or flow state, mm-hmm. and you are so into it that you don't even time there's time distortion you want to be so excited and so into what you're doing that there is time distortion if you can distort time you're in a flow state and that means you're doing something probably that you love very much and that means that that might be something worthwhile to pursue further if my days right now are 14 16 hour days and they fly by in seconds and these weeks and months fly by like this, you know, with the flash, I'm doing something right. You're definitely on the right path. (laughs) There's there's always room for improvement. There's things you can tweak and there might be perspectives that needs to be modified, but it sounds like you're in a good place of growth and opportunity. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope it stays that way then. Yeah. Well, look, if you do, if you stay the course and keep hanging out with the right people and are always in the service of other people and are doing something that you truly believe in, not just for the monetary gain, but it's something that that you wholeheartedly, it's hard to sell something you don't really believe in. It it, it comes across as very insincere and trite. Mm -hmm. And now on to our favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. Oh, okay. So this, this round, specific rules. Not, they're not too they're not too in depth, but you only have five seconds to answer each question. Wow, okay. that's it. Five seconds. That's the cutoff. Otherwise, my producer. I don't know if you've met him yet. You probably haven't seen him. Hopefully, you don't meet him. He comes down here. He does something. I don't know what he does. I'd rather not find out. Quite frankly. <laughs> that being said, let's uh, let's get this thing going. All right, let's do it. Your favorite book. Four hour work week. Uh... And Rich Dad, Poor Dad, one thing. All three. All right, all right. We'll take it. You're stranded on an island. What is the one item you want with you? A knife. A really good knife. That works, too. Survival, man. <laughs> I can read later. <laughs> so who is, who is or currently or was your greatest mentor? Uh, it's a couple, Al and Marilyn Sargent. And they... Uh, developed a system called hemispheric integration, which is a brain training method we teach at one of my schools. And then that has helped me get past some of the biggest challenges and gain the most clarity in my life. All right. Is entrepreneurism a fad? No way. It's a lifestyle. Is voice the future, specifically podcasts? Partially video is there one item food or drink that you consume every day that makes you different from the rest no (laughs) a green drink and coffee which is common (laughs) all right all right well we'll give you that one he didn't come down we're good all right well you passed the round you got through we made it um 
you want to expand, elaborate on any of these uh, questions? Um, entrepreneurism a fad. You think it's the future. Why is that? Because of opportunity, because of technology, because of the laptop lifestyle, because of being a digital nomad, because of um, co-working spaces, uh, because the way millennials and future generations think, what how they prioritize things in their life and what's important. And uh, the opportunities for collaboration have never been greater, and it's only going to expand through the internet, blockchain, and uh, everyone getting online in the uh, sharing, growing economy. So, yeah. So it's safe to say you don't think it's just another word. I think it's a word that people use as an all-encompassing term for someone who forges their own path. That's a great way to put it. I'm sure the listeners will love that. And uh, it's going to make them think even more about it now. <laughs> well, that's the whole point, right? We want to open up people's minds and get Absolutely. them to think, right? Yeah, there's so much opportunity. And, and remember, you're not stuck because there are lots of opportunities. And if you're frustrated, it just means you haven't found the right opportunity yet. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm sure everybody will... Uh, We'll make very good use of that. Those are some great encouraging words. Where else can we find you? We got we got johnspencerellis.com. Where else could our listeners uh, look for, for your uh, johnspencerellis.com. And then if, if, if you want to learn about coaching and personal development, spencerinstitute.com, spencerinstitute.com. And then my coaching school, nesta, N-E-S-T-A, certified.com. And then you can, I'm at John Spencer Ellis on Facebook. All right. And Instagram as well. Uh, yes, John Ellis on Instagram. Everywhere. I mean, you could just Google and uh, you could Google John Spencer Ellis and you'll get a whole bunch of good things over there as well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right. And everybody could uh, follow those. You know, there'll be uh, some write-ups with our you know, description of the show as well online at boss2boss.com. So you can check it, check it out over there to get further links. And uh, where could we find you next? What's, uh, what's next on the agenda? Well, uh, I am just launching my new program, Online Expert Empire, that teaches exactly the things we're talking about, how to take your passion, your hobby, your love, or whatever, and and turning it into a six or seven figure online and offline, if you choose, business. And that's onlineexpertempire.com. It's the the biggest program I've ever created. It took me over four months, and it's it's just a, Mm -hmm. a monster program, but very easily gone through and very logical and progressive. That's awesome. I'm going to be sure to check that out. I knew you've been telling me, uh, is it officially launched? Uh, well, I'm not sure, you know, when, when everyone will watch this or, yes. or listen to this, but by the time you do, it will be live. Okay, great. Great. Cause I know you got a lot going on with that and, uh, it's something that you've been talking about. So I'm pumped. Right. I know we're all going to be pumped to uh, check that out. All right. Well, I want to thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure having you on and uh, we'll definitely talk again soon. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Good luck. That is all for this episode of Boss to Boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two boss.com. And remember... The time is now.